0: on April 29, 1983 Lee Smith was the closer for the Chicago Cubs and he threw a wild pitch that wild pitch resulted in the Cubs losing to the Los Angeles Dodgers 4-3 to Now, the Cubs at the time were managed by Lee Ilya when he went back to the clubhouse after the game he was confronted by reporters and Ilya went on an epic rant now most of the language is not suitable for work but In it, he made some bold assertions. And many of those assertions were directed at the fans who were booing his players. One line that stuck out was, 85% of the world is out working and earning a living, and the other 15% come here. At the time, Wrigley Field was the only stadium in baseball without lights. And Ilya's rant was recorded by Les Grobstein, a reporter, a local reporter for ABC, and it made the front pages of the newspapers the next day sometimes we get angry and our reasons for being angry may seem noble but before we react we need to think this is stephen thompson and welcome to the stephen thompson experience i am stephen thompson and this is my experience well this week we are looking at the song think and "Think" was written by Aretha Franklin, with her husband at the time, Teddy White. He was her husband and her manager. And in this song, Aretha sings about freedom and respect for women. And this song was also performed in the 1980 movie The Blues Brothers. We know The Blues Brothers star Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi as well. Think was originally released in 1968. It was on her album Aretha Now. It was a feminist anthem and it reached number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. That was Franklin's seventh top 10 hit in the United States. Song also reached number one on the magazine's Hot Rhythm and Blues singles, and that was Aretha's sixth single to top that chart. She also re-recorded the song in 1989 for her album, Through the Storm. And another fact is that Pitchfork Media placed it at number 15 on its list of the top 200 greatest songs of the 60s. So I want to look at some lyrics here and then bring this into how it relates to our leadership. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go way back when. I didn't even know you couldn't have been much more than 10. I ain't no psychiatrist. I ain't no doctor with degrees. It don't take too much high IQs to see what you're doing to me. You better think. Think about what you're trying to do to me. Yeah, think, think, let your mind go, let yourself be free. Oh, freedom, 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 freedom. Our leadership, sometimes things will come along that are going to make us mad. Very angry, in fact. But I want us to take time when we get angry to do this first. I want you to think. And then I also want you to have this concept about what you're trying to do to me. So, you're angry, but stop and think about the other person. There's a person who is sitting there, a human being, with eyes, nose, mouth, arms, legs, thoughts and emotions that's across from you. And maybe they intentionally hurt you, maybe they unintentionally hurt you. But remember, let's think before we act. And that's what we're going to look at today. Now, like what Aretha says, I'm not a psychiatrist and I'm not a doctor with a whole lot of degrees. degrees, But I can tell you that if we take time to think, it will go a lot better for us. So, think. Think about what you're trying to do to me. And always remember, that there's another person there who is going to be on the receiving end of what you are doing so we need to think so what we're going to do in our thinking process is that we are going to look at art and we're going to look at art and we're going to look at how art can help us be able to think and also one of the things about art that we want to look at in the theme of this song is art and female empowerment and what we're looking at this month in the Stephen Thompson experience is great women artists great women of history so want to look at a couple artists today Uh, these are some Chicana artists and the first one is Margaret Garcia and Margaret Garcia was born in East LA in the 1950s and she began her career as a muralist One of the great things that she did is she was involved in murals that were in L.A. during the 1984 Olympics. She was identified as one of the top 24 artists who had an impact on the L.A. art scene. Her paintings can be seen at LACMA, which is the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, also the Laguna Art Museum, and her art is also in the personal collection of the actor Cheech Marin. You can also find her work around Los Angeles on the walls of the Universal City metro station as a part of a tribute to the history of California which was part of an art display that was the signing of the capi- capitulation of Cahuenga and that made California a territory of the United States. Now I'm a fourth grade Teacher and principal. So I'm a principal of a school, but I also wrote a fourth grade history class. So I know a little tiny bit about California history just to, to stick that in there. Then another artist I want to also look at, uh, Diane Gamboa. And she's been putting art around Southern California for a long time. She won an award, the California Community Foundation Individual Artistic Grant. She's had solo exhibitions, including Broja, the Tropico, the Nepal Gallery, and Chica Chick at the Patricia Corilla Gallery in Santa Monica. And in the early 80s she did a photography documentation of the East Los Angeles punk rock scene. And throughout the 1980s she was associated with a group called ASCO and they did multiple multimedia performance art. She organized a lot of fashion shows that were called hit and run paper fashion shows and she worked on creating disposable streetwear. And even some of these shows that she did and the outfits that she had were very, very popular. So she's been involved in the art world, 25 years in art education. And she even worked on a lot of after school programs in colleges and university settings. So we look at that. We look at two women artists and how they used art to express themselves and to make a difference in what they did in their neighborhoods, in a community, even in a city. And their work is documented. You can see it. You can purchase it. You can find it online. That is an example of putting good into the world now at times I'm sure these artists may have been angered or triggered in some way shape or form but we can see their art and people have benefited from their art so we can see what we put into the world and what we put in the world are we gonna put our anger into the world or are we gonna put our best work into the world but our anger is is there. We have to do something with it. There's a great article. It talks about the cost benefits of anger in the workplace by Mark Thomas. And Mark Thomas lists out all of the negative things that occur in the workplace if you're angry. And there are many things. There are both things that happen to you as an individual, faster heart rate higher blood pressure chances of a cardiac event there are a lot of things that are not healthy so we want to get away from being angry in the workplace now what else do we do with our anger well we can't suppress our anger that may be something that we can think of okay I'm really mad right now I'm not gonna yell at this person so I'm gonna suppress my anger but from the Handbook of Emotional Regulation, suppression in studies has shown to lead in a decrease in positive emotions. So, suppressing is not a good idea. And there are several studies that, that, that show that. That if you suppress your anger, you're not helping it. And then we think about, well, uh, I'll just have to to think about the negative emotion and focus on the negative emotion, but not exactly release it. But again, if you focus on the negative emotion, will likely intensify the experience of that emotion further and thus make down regulation more difficult, leading to lower adjustment and well-being. And that's also from the Handbook of Emotional Regulation. So this idea of, well, I'll just stuff it all in. I'll just focus on it is not as healthy either. So what do we do? What do we do with this anger? Because there are going to be things that make us angry and you can't just simply find an image on Google with a nice meme that says, don't be angry. Don't let anger control you and then go about your day because there are things that make you angry. We're human beings. We do things to each other oftentimes unintentionally and especially in the workplace something happens unintentionally maybe you're working on a project and somebody comes into your office and upsets you they didn't mean to they just came at the wrong time so i think about this example we all have to go to the bathroom babies can go to the bathroom in a diaper and we give the baby credit we don't get upset with the baby we change the diaper and we move on about their day we put it on a new one now human beings if you were to use the bathroom in in your pants and expect someone to change you if you're a grown adult you wouldn't get the same reaction that a baby did you would probably lose a lot of friends if you did something like that but you do have to go to the bathroom it doesn't negate the need to go to the bathroom. So what do you do? You go to the bathroom. And in private, you expose the waste that is in your body. And that's the the functional way to handle how to get rid of our waste. So anger can be waste. Anger is waste if we keep it inside of us and anger can be toxic if we release it. So we need to deal with it in in a healthy way in a healthy way we want to look at anger so I want to give you two exercises to do and then one more thing to put incorporate into your life first one is the writing exercise now a lot of people will advise write out an email but don't send it I'm gonna say this get out pencil and paper okay because you never know you may write a letter and you may hit send or you may forget to delete it or there's just too many things that can happen by writing things down, writing out the email before you send it. You could send it still. And then if you vent it to somebody and then they get back and say, why did you say this? You know, I don't know how far a therapeutic activity in releasing my anger that I heard on the podcast was the reason why I sent you this angry email. But forgive me. It was just a therapeutic exercise. I didn't mean anything that I said. May not get you where you want to be. So, do this. Let's go old school. Get out some pen and paper and on that pen and paper write out all of your feelings. Everything. Everything that you wanted to say, even if it's not suitable for work. This is between you and the creator of the universe, okay? And the creator of the universe can handle your explanations of anger. Go read the book of Psalms, and you'll see when David was being pursued by Saul, he was very upset, and he said a lot of things to God that some people would think, oh my goodness, how can you say these things to God? If you look in the book of Romans, Paul even said there are certain things that you should keep between you and God, so we're good there, okay? You and God, and if you're not a believer, then you and you. You and the paper, you and the pen, the pen and the paper are inanimate objects. They're not going to begin speaking. They're not going to reveal your secret, so we're good there too write it all out and then when you're finished writing it all out I want you to tear that paper up and there are several things that you can do you can tear it up and you can stick it in the trash can and be done with it you can tear it up and put it in a barbecue grill or a flame pit a fire pit not a flame pit a fire pit and you can burn it up or you can take it and float it in the ocean I live in Los Angeles I near live near the beach I often float things out in the ocean Maybe I'm littering, okay, but it's the principle of it, okay? I'm, I'm floating things away. You can do that. And you don't have to worry about it. Like if the paper reassembled themselves or if somebody got your paper and reassembled it and sent it to your boss, well, then that's just the universe is against you and it wasn't meant to be. But I pretty much believe that once it goes into the landfill or the ocean or the sky in the form of ash, then we have nothing to worry about. So you're cool there. All right, next thing I want you to do is really good. It's called the chair exercise. So here's what I want you to do. Maybe not in your office, but if you're home by yourself or maybe if you're in your office and you have privacy, I emphasize privacy, maybe not, don't even do this in your office, but do this at home. I want you to sit down in a chair and then across from you, I want you to put in that chair an image of the person that offended you, that upset you, that got you mad, and I want you to talk directly to that person, and I want you to say everything to them that you're upset about. I want you to say their name. So if Bob Smith got you mad, I want you to sit down and say, Bob, I didn't appreciate the way that you talked to me in the meeting today. You did not listen to my ideas, And I think that your way of running the organization, even though you say that you are collaborative, you are not. In fact, you're nothing but a top-down leader, Bob. And you need to listen to the people around you. You don't listen to the people around you, Bob. And I want you to change. And the reason why our stock has dropped 15% and we are no longer a leader in the fuel cell business is because you did not listen to me and Jane when we came to you with the report that said the Chinese market was not purchasing fuel cells, that they were moving to a production system that was more focused on growing businesses in their own country and you should have listened to us. But you didn't, and we lost money, and you blame it on us. That is what you do. And then, to take this level up another level, is once you have finished talking to Bob Smith, you go sit in the chair okay, that Bob was in, and then you put yourself in the other chair, and you answer your grievances in Bob Smith's voice and see what happens after that exercise. And the third thing I want you to do is I want you to do some art. Go buy some crayons. Go buy some paper. There are therapeutic benefits to art. I go to Daiso all the time. I buy canvases. I buy paint. Cost about a dollar fifty each. And I paint. I'll look up an image online and I'll try to paint it. Now the good thing about it is I'm not good at drawing like figures. Like I couldn't pull up an image of Spider-Man and draw Spider-Man, but I can pull up images of abstract art and a lot of times people are just drawing shapes and figures. So if I put up geometric shapes into Google images I will get geometric shapes and I can draw geometric shapes. And then I can feel good about the art that I do. Now, I'm not gonna sell these pieces of work. I am not. I don't have an Etsy store that sells art, but what I do have is now peace, because I slowed down. So, let's take some time to think. Great blog post I read by Carolyn Appleton. She's a well-being enthusiast and a yoga teacher. And she did a blog post called The Power of Slowing Down. Life at your own pace rather than everyone else's. And when you think, you slow down. And when you slow down, you run the risk of doing something great if you slow down. You're not going to do something bad if you move really fast. You're going to think, you're going to do something good. You're going to put good into the world. So on August In August of 1983, the Cubs had a record of 54-69 and and Lee Ilya was dismissed as manager. He was offered another job within the organization. The next year, the 1984 Cubs won the division. You can still find Lee Ilya's rant on YouTube today. I'm not going to put a link to it because it is really not suitable for work. There are a lot of F-bombs in that rant but remember thank this is stephen thompson and this is the stephen thompson experience